what's going on all my podcast listeners whether you're from spotify or anchor or apple podcast see jizzle and the fucking whistle bring you another episode um i didn't make one yesterday i was kind of just having a lazy day didn't really feel like it i didn't drink anything last night uh i just came home Ate, watched some videos. I still stayed up until 5 in the morning, so. I gotta try and figure out a better solution for going to bed earlier. I try to come home and relax. I try to smoke a little bit, drink a little bit. But on nights like last night, without me drinking, it's really hard for me to get calmed down. Anywho, pretty eventful podcast tonight that we got. Talk about a few different things that were pretty eventful today, more than usual. <coughs> but first, I want to smoke a little bit of weed. It's been a long ass day. Anywho. Speaking of weed, I went down to the dispensary earlier in the afternoon before I had to go to work. I wasn't really planning on it at first, but I'm like, you know what, I probably should pick up some more. And uh, anyways, it gets really good. It's almost like something out of a movie. Today just really wasn't going good for me. And it was like something out of a movie. It's crazy. Anywho, I didn't want to get up like I had, you know, said I was going to. Uh, but I did eventually get myself up out of bed, got dressed, and I figured, you know, why don't we go down the dispensary and get something before we have to go to work. That way I'll have something to smoke on when I get back home. Because if not, it would have been a rough night. Um, So anyways, I get there and I tell them uh, that I wanted to try some of that McLovin. It's like 60 bucks for an eighth. And then you got the tax on it. It's about another uh, 15 bucks. So it's like $75 for an eighth of weed. That's just crazy. You can pretty much pay that for a quarter out on the street. (coughs) But I've realized that buying off of people never really suffices me. It doesn't, you know... It either doesn't smoke right, it doesn't taste right, it doesn't get you high at all, or it's got a lot of seeds and stems in it. It's very inconsistent. And I hate the fact that every time that it's it's different, and not different in a good way either. Like, it'd be different if you got some okay weed and the next time you got some 
really dank dank some really good weed but no it's like hit or miss every time and I don't like smoking for that reason I like smoking to try different strains different flavors see how this one reacts with my mind and my body and uh, so anyways when I got up there kind of had my eyes set on some of the uh, McLovin and the part that pissed me off was Bud Tender was like oh well uh, she said do you know what you want I said yeah I'm thinking about an eighth of the McLovin and she says oh well we got this right here that's $72 for a quarter so I get twice as much for another oh 12 bucks or whatever but um anyways I told her yeah let's go ahead and do that so I, I was gonna get a whole quarter of the jet fuel gelato popcorn which is about 21 percent THC and then whenever I got back to the back and they called me up to the counter uh, I looked at the pouch that it comes in and it was all smashed it was all flat you know it used to be in the past whenever I'd get some weed in those pouches they'd be all puffed up the buds would be nice and fluffy but it looks like this has been sat on for a long time and plus it wasn't on their website whenever I looked for myself but they had it on their website whenever I went in there you know it's just kinda like sketch I'm like I don't wanna buy this shit and then it's like half as potent as what it should be and doesn't even really get you high you know so I told the, I told the cashier I said is there a way I could switch this out for another uh, strain and they kind of paused for a minute but they're like yeah we can do that so I said go ahead and give me that eighth of uh, the McLovin because on the website it says that it's a really for uh, experienced smokers it's got a really earthy hit but it's got a uh, I don't know they made it sound really good in the description and it's 26% THC which is some of the highest that I've seen especially recreationally around here uh, 26 is about the highest it usually is on average in between 16 percent and 22-23% so I'm like well great if this stuff's gonna get me more high then uh, I'm all for it <clears throat> anywho it kind of disappointed me. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it tastes good. It smokes good. It's pretty sticky. It looks beautiful. But, uh, 
I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed. Kind of glad that I only bought the eighth too. I spent like seventy bucks, seventy something with the taxes and everything. And if I would have got the whole quarter, it would have been like ninety-seven or whatever. But almost been a hundred dollars. So now I can go back and buy some more. I can buy another eighth out at the uh, Ascend Dispensary out on Horizon Drive. They've got an eighth of gelato for 40 bucks. It's on sale right now. So I can get another eighth and have a whole quarter for, you know, uh, with taxes and everything. Uh, it'd probably be about, well, 120, 130, something like that. Or, if I wanted to go up there and get a whole nother quarter of the stuff I was going to get today, maybe they have a better bag that's not smashed. And I can get a whole 7 grams. You know, the bad thing about that is you don't know if it weighs or not. I've had times in the past where I've gotten ripped off at the dispensary and I like to see what I'm buying. So when you get it in the glass jars like I usually do you can see right through it but they do have like black glass jars that you can't see shit. And that's how I got ripped off one time. It's a long story. I'll have to go into another podcast about that. but So as if my day wasn't getting any crappier because I didn't really get the weed that I really wanted. Uh, I go outside to get on my bike that I locked up and this is where it starts getting good. When I walked in the place, I look around, check my surroundings everywhere I go. Nobody was sitting on the sidewalk, nobody was standing over on the other corner, nobody was across the street, or, you know, I didn't see anybody. There were a few security guards that were kind of walking a perimeter around the dispensary, because I guess they've had a lot of homeless people up there, uh, begging for money and shit when people go in there. Anywho, so when I went in there, I didn't see anybody. When I came back out to get on my bike and unlock it, I realized somebody tried to cut my lock off. Yeah. First time someone's tried to steal my bike in, what, fucking six, seven years? And they almost had it. If they would have had some bigger bolt cutters, they would have gotten away with it. I have uh, just a basic cable lock that's got... A little plastic protector sheath around it, you know. And uh, not very thick, but it's braided. And it's really hard once you get past a certain amount of those cables. The other few strands that are left on there, you can't really cut. After you bend it, it's got like... 
eight strands of cables in it and then inside those eight strands it has 50 strands for each cable so it's like a lot of little mini pieces of steel cable and when you twist them up like that and braid them like I said their strength gets a lot harder so anyways uh, maybe it seemed like they were using a pair of like garden shears or something or like some pruners like I said if they would have had a full-blown set of bolt cutters walking around they probably would have got it but that looks pretty suspicious somebody walking around with four foot long bolt cutters <laughs> so now I need to go out and buy another fucking lock for my bike more money to spend you know I wish I would have found the motherfucker trying to cut it when I came back out really so yeah I mean I was really grateful that they didn't get away with my bike because my other bike has a flat tire right now I still have to go get it fixed and I wouldn't have had no way to work I wouldn't have had no way home I wouldn't have had no way to work tomorrow until I get that other bike fixed so It was really crazy. I was only in there for like 10 minutes. I literally got in there and got back out as quick as I could. Because I had to be at work. So, anyways, that isn't where all the excitement stops. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. So I get to work. Uh... And there's this one nasty bitch that came in, some white trash whore that comes in, some junkie that does drugs and shit. And we know that she does drugs because my coworker knew her from in the past when she did drugs. And she's been clean for a while. And um, she used to do meth. And she knows this girl does meth. Her friend even admitted to her the other day that she does it. And so when she came in there today and asked for the bathroom key, because now one of the bathrooms has a lock on it, the other one doesn't. So she come in and asked for the bathroom key because she knows that nobody could get in there if she's got the key. So she's in there for 10, 20, 30 minutes had one of my coworkers go knock on the door. She said, oh, I'm okay. I'll be out in a minute. 20 minutes later, she's still in there. You know, other coworker goes over there. She says, oh, I'm fine. I'll be out. Finally, she comes out and she chucks the key at my coworker, at Crystal. And Crystal told her not to come back in there. And she's like, fuck you, I'll come back in here if I want. Crystal's like, no you won't, because I know you were in there doing drugs, and you're not going to be shooting up drugs and doing meth and shit in my bathrooms. So then she got pissed, because she knew that Crystal knew that she was a drug addict. I mean, which it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that you've been in there for a fucking hour almost. So anyways... 
I hear the commotion going on. I'm outside smoking a cigarette. I hear a bunch of screaming and shit. One of the customers that's getting ready to leave turns around. Poor old guy. He didn't fucking know what was coming. But he looks over at me because he sees I have a Circle K shirt on. And he says, I think they're in there throwing shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They're throwing shit. He said, yeah, this, this bitch is in there yelling throwing shit. So I walked in the doors and she's standing there yelling at Crystal. So I butted in and said, you need to leave. Get the fuck out of here. And she's like, I'm like, no, bitch, get the fuck out. You want to throw shit? You want to be crazy? Get the fuck out of here. You're drug using ass. And she's all like, fuck you. I said, leave, bitch. Just fucking leave. That's all you got to do is just leave. She wanted to get in my face and talk shit to me. I said, you ain't nothing but a whore. Nothing but a stink-ass little fucking whore. So, you need to beat feet, kick rocks, and get the fuck down the road. And she's, like, on the phone with the cops telling them to come and trespass her so she can't come back. And she's like, yeah, she's got purple pants on, black shirt, and... The girl was like, yeah, I do. I got purple pants on and a black shirt. What's it to you? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you are a dumb bitch. It's not going to be hard for the cops to pull down the street and find somebody in purple fucking pants. Yeah. Anyway, she eventually left. I had to stand in between her and Crystal and talk shit myself to get her to leave. And if she was going to swing on Crystal... She was going to get swung on. So, I was definitely going to defend Crystal, you know. Got this drugged out bitch that who knows what she could do, you know. So, I stepped in. And, uh... And I was waiting for her to, to... As soon as I called her a whore, I was waiting for her to slap me. I was waiting for it. I really wanted her to put her hands on me. That's the whole reason why I called her a whore. She wanted to antagonize and start shit. So I'm like, fuck it. I can play that game too. You want to be a bitch and an asshole to people? I can be an asshole right back. So whenever I called her a whore, I wanted her to smack me. Because for one, I'm going to smack you back. And I don't give a fuck if you're a girl or not. You put your fucking hands on me, and I'm going to deal with you accordingly. So, if you don't like the way that somebody is treating you, then don't treat them unless you want to be treated that same way. And that, I'm a firm believer in that. I don't believe in, oh, you shouldn't hit a woman. There's certain circumstances where it's warranted. Now, I'm not saying just go around beating women for fun, but if they put their fucking hands on you and they want to act like a man... And they get treated like one. You know, women talk about equal rights. They want equal pay, equal opportunities. There's nothing that a woman can't do that a man can. I'm sorry to say, but there is. There's a difference. But in my mind, there's not a difference when it comes to being disrespectful fucking little twat. You know... Uh, 
So we didn't have to throw hands. We didn't have to smack anybody. That was a good thing. Even some of my customers came in. They're like, man, my blood was pumping just listening to you guys arguing. <laughs> it's like me and Crystal and Nikki, we all like ganged up on her. <laughs> all three Circle K employees were ready to whoop this one bitch's ass. It's hilarious. But that's the way it should be. We should all stick up for each other, defend each other, because we're all there for one reason. We're just there to do our job, you know, and go home. We don't need to be mentally abused and physically abused over stupid garbage bullshit that doesn't even matter. If you want to do dope, don't come to our fucking gas station to shoot it up in the bathrooms. Take your ass to your house, sit on your couch, and do your dope. You know, it's really simple. And if you don't want to be caught out in public by the cops with drugs on you, then don't come out in public. And some other girl that's a fucking user that comes in there stealing shit and has a uh, fucked up eye and everything. Last time I had seen her. But she's a, she's a crack whore too. Fucks people for money and uh, you know at first whenever I looked her in her eyes that girl today and I called her a whore it kind of I kind of felt bad for her at first because she knew it was true she didn't deny it she didn't say I'm not a whore or you're a whore or she didn't deny it so it was probably true and it probably kind of got to her whenever I called her that you know she's still a human being deep in my eyes it doesn't matter if you're a whore or a druggie or you know We've all got a place in this world. So it kind of bothered me after I said it. And the look in her eyes was, this is somebody's daughter or sister or, you know. So it wasn't like I really meant the words that I said. I just kind of said them. But you could see in her eyes when she looked at me and said, really? You really want to call me a whore? And, you know, that was just my tactic and my way of getting underneath her skin. But, it probably wasn't necessarily the right thing to do, looking back. I mean, uh, but there wasn't anything else that I could do because it was already being handled you know, she was calling the cops at the same time. And I just wanted the bitch to get out so she wouldn't throw any more shit. 
So the best way that I could get her out was to distract her attention to me, which I was already outside. It's really crazy. Really crazy. <laughs> That's not even the craziest part. <clears throat> Smoke a little bit. I'll tell you about the craziest part here in a minute. Huh. And it's pretty crazy. Huh. I don't want to ruin all the fun and tell everybody the craziness just yet. So I get done smoking a little bit. Mmm, that smells good. Anyways, tonight on the menu, I've got some pork chops. They're pretty small. They're not huge, but they're not too small. I've got three of those. And I'm going to cook them in the skillet for a little bit. And then we're going to have that with bacon wrapped around them. And, uh, and I haven't decided if I want to have eggs with it as like a breakfast and dinner type thing or if I want mashed potatoes because I still got to eat those. Got these, uh, like uh, Bob Evans or Hormel, I think, actually makes them. But it's a microwavable plastic container full of mashed potatoes. And they got garlic, home style, and um, loaded baked potato. They're about like three fifty, four bucks. Anywho, uh, I need to go get the bike fixed. I really need to go get that bike fixed. I am so tired of carrying that heavy one up the stairs. I'm so tired of the chain popping on it. Yeah. And it draws too much attention with the color that it is. It's bright yellow. You know, if I would have my black bike, then maybe nobody would have even noticed it. It's an old piece of shit. <clears throat> that's what they would have thought. Oh, that's a 30-year-old bike. That's a piece of crap. This bright yellow one over here with disc brakes on it looks like a nice expensive bike. There's a lot of people getting away with that shit. Going around stealing bikes. And a lot of people are doing it in neighborhoods. Late at night. People are leaving them locked up outside. Coming along. And 
They've got all the time in the middle of that night, in the darkness, to sit there and fuck with that lock. So, I only use locks, usually, to just go into a store and come out. Because if you don't have a special kind of lock, then they're going to eventually cut into it. Um, they do make a lock made by Kryptonite. I think it's a $150 lock though. It's gold-plated chain link. It's got a certain gauge of uh, diameter. It's a little bit thicker, but it's called the Forget About It chain. And that, I don't even think you can get that with bolt cutters. Because it's got the hardened steel, and then it's gold-plated. I just have a feeling that tomorrow I'm going to get up, go all the way over and get my bike from work, walk it all the way the fuck over to this bike shop, and he's going to say, well, we don't have that inner tube in stock. That's going to really piss me off. Because not only am I going to have to walk all the way to work, But then, when I get off of work, I'd have to go stay at my mom's because I wouldn't have a way to get back home. So, it's going to be a real fucking circus show just getting this bike fixed. Because, yeah, I mean, okay, if I ride my bike from here to my job, I got to leave the yellow one while I go take the black one to get fixed. Then when I ride the black one from the shop back to my job, I got the black one and the yellow one sitting there. I can't ride both of them home at the same time. You know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Hmm. I really don't. It's going to be quite a trick. I'm going to have to devise a plan. I'd really like to just go get on the bus and um, uh, catch that to my job to get my bike. That way I don't have to ride my yellow one to get my black one. Anywho, I, uh, was at the grocery store. I stopped at County Market on my uh, way home. I had actually taken my ID with me to work for some reason. Oh yeah, because I had to go to the dispensary. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to County Market to get alcohol because I can get uh, whatever beer I want for the same price that I'm going to pay here at my job. about nine dollars for a six pack of uh, Goose Island 312's the urban wheat ale I like getting those a lot it's only about like 4.2 percent uh, no 
Yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> and it's only got 18 IBUs. Which, for any of you uh, lames out there that don't really drink, an IBU is the International Bitterness Unit. I don't really know how they grade it, but... <clears throat> you can taste that it's brewed not only with wheat, but you can taste the hops in it. So, it's got that hazy IPA aftertaste. So, I don't know. You'll have to just try it. I really enjoy it, but... It tastes kind of like a Sierra Nevada. A pale ale. Yeah. That's exactly what it tastes like. And their brewing company is out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And I'm sure... I'm sure that there's another beer company, it might be Rolling Rock, that's got one in Fort Collins. Rolling Rock has a lot in a lot of different states, but <clears throat> which is really weird because you never see Rolling Rocks except for really on the East Coast. It's not really common in the bars, but they've got a lot of breweries, I'll tell you that. I keep looking over here at this pin, this THC pin, and it really makes me sad. Because I really wanted to get another cart, but those are really expensive. For a half a gram, it's 55 bucks, 60 bucks. <coughs> So anyways, I went to this, to the county market to get this beer, right? And I literally just went in to get that. And there's three black girls that are, uh, I'd say they're, one of them's definitely a teenager. Maybe two, but the other one looked like an adult. And I don't even remember what they were buying, but, anywho. They were trying to basically butt in line. I was right behind the lady that was in line. And here they come around the corner as I'm trying to get in line. And the youngest girl, man, did she have a mouth on her. She needed her mouth smacked. But anywho, she was like, bitch, didn't you see us in line? And I thought she was talking to the old bitch in front of me at first, right? <laughs> <clears throat> so I just ignored her. And she said something else, like, I know you hear me talking to you. You know, something like that. And I just ignored her. And then the other two black girls said to her, <clears throat> Sorry. The other two black girls said to her, would you just shut the fuck up because it's just a spot. You don't need to be talking to him like that, you know. It's just a fucking spot. She, she's like, stop being so fucking ghetto and trying to act gangster all the time before somebody smacks the fuck out of you. 
And I'm like, amen. Couldn't have said it better. <clears throat> I didn't even have to say anything to him to defuse the situation. So, anyways, when line one came open, I'm sitting there still waiting in line two, and she says, aren't you going to go over there to line one? It's open. And I just stood there, and she's like, hello, are you going to go over there to line one? I'm like, you take your ass over there to fucking line one. Shit. And of course, she got a little smart-ass attitude about that. Don't fucking tell me to go over and do something, bitch. You ain't even but fucking 15 years old, stupid ass. <clears throat> a day I, a motherfucking 31-year-old man lets a 15-year-old demand them on what to do. Bitch, I tell you what to do. You're a fucking kid. Your mama needs to smack the fuck out of you. Like, for real. That's exactly what she needs. An ass whooping from her mom. <coughs> they need to make it legal to whoop your kids and shit again. As long as it's by the mother, and it's not like she's leaving bruises on her, I think it should be allowed. <clears throat> and as long as you're not doing it with like a weapon, like a belt or, you know, then I think it should be permitted. How do you discipline your kids if you can't whoop their ass? And I remember whenever I was a kid, I used to get my ass whipped with a fireplace scooper. Yeah, like the shovel that you uh, scoop the coals out with. It's flat. It's got a short handle. It's perfect for getting that ass tore up. I used to get wiffle ball bats, pieces of wood, you know, two by fours. The belt. That was my dad's favorite was the belt. But, yeah. I got all kinds of different ass whoopings and look how I turned out. You know, it taught me not to do certain shit. Stop acting stupid. You know, that's... Uh, what do they say? That old saying, uh, hard head makes for a soft ass. Yeah. That's the saying. <laughs> and, uh... I didn't even want to give that little girl the time of day. That's why I didn't say anything to her. First of all, I'm not going to be fighting with a fucking stupid kid. Second of all, that's what she wanted was the attention of me saying something back to her. So, me ignoring her really worked. Shockingly. And I killed him with kindness. Whenever I said, you go ahead, you go over there to one. I didn't actually say, you take your fucking ass over there to one. But I said, go on, go ahead. I actually let them go over there. Because I wanted to prove to them that I'm going to hold this spot that I fucking was here to hold. You know, you're not going to jump my in front of me in line. And you're not going to tell me where to go. 
you know, I'm sitting here where the fuck I've been waiting. And that's pretty much what it all boiled down to. And there was other people that came in even after they left. Another person came in line. I'm still sitting there waiting. I said, you guys can go over there. That line's open. And I stood there purposefully to prove a fucking point. You know, you don't tell a grown-ass man where and where not he can be in a fucking store. Whether you're a 15-year-old kid or you're 50, you don't tell me what the fuck to do. (laughs) So, it was a good lesson for her sisters or friends to step in and say, hey, just fucking leave them alone. You know, there's no point in causing an issue over a spot. And they're right. They're totally right. Nowadays, with crazy motherfuckers that are running around, you don't know how mentally unstable I am. I could have snapped off and smacked the fuck out of all three of them and and went to jail if I was a nut, you know. Or I could have held them hostage, you know, or something crazy. With people nowadays, you just never know. They'll do anything. And for this little girl to be flapping her gums like that, she ain't even 18 years old yet, and she's got a mouth on her that is the size of Texas. Mm. And those are the ones that end up getting in trouble when they get older, because they think they don't have to deal with no consequences. They don't have to answer to nobody. They are the law. You know, that's what they think. I haven't had to listen to my mama for fucking 20 years. What makes you think I'm going to listen to you? You know, that's their attitude. It's crazy, but... Sometimes I just want to smack somebody's kid for them. Well, they can't call DCFS on you if they don't know, uh, you know, because that's what a lot of parents are scared of spanking their kids for because of DCFS. Well, they don't have to know. You just let me whoop your kid. You ain't got to know my name or where I live. I'll do the whoopings for you. <laughs> We'll just bring over all the bad kids in the neighborhood, string them up to a pole like a tether ball, and whip that ass until they've had their uh, fair share. Or we can do the paper plate trick. The paper plate trick always worked with me. And for a lot of you that don't know what that is, it's where you stand in the corner on a paper plate, and you can't slouch. Your nose has to touch the wall for 30 minutes or more. And if you come off that fucking plate, if one of those feet even come off that plate, your time restarts. So, that was really effective uh, on me growing up. Or if you turned your head and looked around, time restarted. Your nose had to be touching that wall and... Yeah, that's how we had it back in my day. 
And I vaguely remember, you know, switches. A lot of my uh, family, my black family, would use switches and shit. Go out there and get a branch, and if that branch breaks, mm -hmm, I'm going to go out there and find one. But look at how we turned up. Me, my siblings that are a little older than me, my cousins that are about my age or older than me. They're all respectable people. They're not ghetto. They're not racist. They're not assholes to people. They're all genuine, down-to-earth, nice people. And they turned out that way because we got our asses whooped. Plain and simple. <laughs> That's literally what it boils down to. But, hey, what do I know? I'm just a 31-year-old male that... There's plenty of people that have been around the block many more times than me. <laughs> yeah... I think tonight was a pretty crazy night. But it went by smoother than what I thought it was going to at certain times. Definitely could have gotten a lot worse. If that bitch would have smacked me, it would have definitely got a lot worse for her. And see, that's the thing. Then she'd want to bring up her boyfriend or her her dad or somebody. I'd have to smack him off of his feet and it'd be a whole fucking smacking session. Like a circus, you know. Step on down and get that ass whooped. <laughs> I'm going to be really worried for people once I get a little bit bigger. Once I start putting on muscle, people want to start getting out of pocket. All that testosterone and rage that I've got built up. I really just want to flatten somebody's teeth already. And I feel like I've been having a lot of testosterone problems here lately. But I still got that rage. And when I get pissed off, my heart starts pumping. I get that adrenaline still. And it's fight or flight, you know. Uh, that adrenaline rush is all the testosterone that I need. And it's not really healthy on somebody's heart like mine to get into these altercations where my heart does get pumping like that. It's not healthy. It causes a lot of stress. Today, my coworker felt the same way. She told me she needed to go outside and smoke a cigarette because her heart was pounding out of her chest. So... I know it's not just me, but 
it's fight or flight. And whenever you get into a fight, especially if you're a male, you get all that testosterone that you need. Or, you know, maybe it is all of an adrenaline rush, but either way. I get unstoppable. I get to the point where, and I think it was from whenever I was on that creatine, kind of messed with my uh, endocrine system or something. But, because I felt the same way whenever I was working out on that shit, I felt like I could pick up a car and throw it at somebody at certain times. And, uh, I felt unstoppable. I don't care if you're 200 pounds, 300 pounds. I would step toe-to-toe with you and we'll, we'll see who the real winner is at the end. So that that's what it got down to. I was getting too much um, rage built up. And now I've really got it managed. I've got it... Uh, it's, it's settled. It's what I like to call it. It's kind of like when you got a glass of water and you pour dirt in it. It's kind of all settled at the bottom. But if you stir that fucking cup up and shake it up, it's going to be all reactivated again. So that's kind of how I feel. And I've got certain people that I have so much rage for that when I see them, I'm not going to be able to stop myself. And that's going to be something scary in itself because I don't know how I'm going to react. So, and I need to make sure I have some bail money set to the side. The thing you always need to remember is never pick up a weapon when you're in a fight with somebody always use your bare hands because then they can say that uh, it was assault with a deadly weapon but if you just throw hands you know it could just be uh, self defense so heard a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to pick up a crowbar and bust that motherfucker in the face. Well, that's stupid. Now, if the guy's 300 pounds and you pick up a crowbar and bust him in the eye one time with it, then you could still probably claim self-defense. It wasn't like you were trying to kill him or injure him. He came at you. So... And he's a lot bigger. But, I don't know. That'd still be a rough case because the state would still want to prosecute you for the weapon charge. Aggravated assault is a lot more time than just assault. And then when you get aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, that's even worse. And you got aggravated assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill or injure. That's different, you know. There's a whole bunch of ways that they can twist the words around on you to try and trump up more charges. They do it all the time. 
but they can't ever trump up the charges on you if you don't ever have a weapon. So, I'm strictly, I believe in hand-to-hand -hand fighting. I believe that when, when it comes down to it and you break their nose, uh, that's going to be a game-ender right there. I don't know if, I mean, I've never had anybody break my nose, personally. But I've seen fights, heard stories, and every time they get punched in the nose, they, they grab it, they're in pain, they hunch down over, you know, maybe they're bleeding. Uh... They're definitely going to be bleeding if you break the bridge of their nose, but they're not going to be focused on you anymore. They're going to be focused on their nose because it fucking hurts. It's a really tender spot. Your nose is like the most tender spot on your whole body. So even if you just smack somebody in the face with the palm of your hand in their nose, they're going to feel it. They're going to be stunned. They're going to be caught off guard. And if you palm somebody in the nose real quick, and then you come around with a fucking hook, then it gets, you know, a lot more deadlier. But I'm into hand-to-hand uh, -hand. grappling, you know, rear naked choke holds and uh, uh, Kimuras and uh, full frontal you know, control. So, I'm starting to get in more and more to like hip tossing, uh, utilizing, you know, breaking their elbows and stuff by, you know, using almost no motion at all using their moves against them, basically. By the time that they punch at you, they've got their arm fully extended, it's the perfect time to hyperflex an elbow. And you just gotta be really fucking quick. And, you know, it's just kinda like boxing, when you dodge to the left or you dodge to the right, you see videos of people fighting all the time, and, but when you do that, you also got to use hand techniques, which I consider to be white crane. Um, really simple hand gestures and hand movements to put people in arm bars and elbow locks. And, you know, you can break somebody's arm really easily using white crane. It's strictly mainly just using your hands. And it's really fluent. You know, they almost use it kind of like a dance. But, and people joke around about it a lot, but without having those fast reflexes like that, to be able to, to not only dodge out of the way, but grab somebody's wrist and their arm and break it in a quick fashion, in like three seconds or less, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of practice. A lot of people that do white crane do touching hands. The exercise that they do. 
lot of people that do white crane uh, study Krav Maga, which is mainly just about reflexes. Somebody grabs you from behind, what do you do? So, anyways, I'm going to end this podcast and we're going to make another one here right after. Stay tuned.